0: Welcome to Overnight Opinions, the weekly show brought to you by the Ladies Love Politics channel. Here you'll learn about everything that the mainstream media didn't tell you about last week. You'll get a blend of current events and spicy criticism directed towards our elected leaders. It's late, you're awake, so let's get started. Welcome to Overnight Opinions. This week, we're going to answer the question, are the recent fires at food plants intentional? You have probably read online that more than 20 food plants have burned down this year. Depending on who you ask, this is a conspiracy theory that's true or a conspiracy theory that is debunked. So who's right? One of the first ones this year was Van Drunnen Farms, a freeze drying facility in Moments, Illinois. Part of the facility was deemed a total loss as a result of the fire. It started early in the morning at around 6 a.m. when no employees were on site. The company has plants all over the country, but the one that burned was considered their main facility. More recently, the Festive Foods frozen pizza plant in Belmont, Wisconsin caught fire. The blaze was so large that more than 70 firefighters from two dozen departments and across four counties responded to the fire. It started in the compressor room for the refrigeration system. But on this list is one fire that stood out in people's minds and raised alarms. It was Azure Standard. Located in Dufur, Oregon, they are the largest independent food distributor in the U.S. And they are known for their high-quality, non-GMO and organic foods. On April 19th, their headquarters went up in flames, making the whole facility a total loss. According to their press release, the fire marshal determined that the blaze was started because of, quote, a tote of rolled corn, which was being temporarily stored at the facility. If you're into prepping organic foods, you've likely heard of them. That's why when the fire occurred, people started speculating and drawing their own conclusions. The sheer size and scope of the fire, literally leveling the whole facility, caused many people to see the telltale signs of a conspiracy theory in action. In fact, one of the co founders of Azure Standard found the fire marshal's conclusion of what started the fire to be a little bit odd. Take a listen. It's one of those things that I will probably never know. It is something that you know the official version doesn't quite make sense the scheme the arson schemes don't make perfect sense i don't really i have no i really don't know i have theories obviously the fire marshal has a theory Um, a lot of other people have thrown out theories including in uh, you know within my family But the bottom line is, we will never know. I'm quite certain that we will never know for sure. We started seeing food plants catch fire towards the end of 2021. But why is this happening? So are these fires happening at an unprecedented rate? Well, there's not really hard data or figures to point to and go, see, look, there's more fires. It's a little bit more complicated than that. So let's look at data we have for the last year before everything went to trash, 2019. Overall, there were more than 110,000 residential fires that caused more than $2.8 billion in damage. The data also shows that in the decade leading up to the pandemic, there was a 30% increase in overall non-residential fires. At the end of this decade, there was also nearly a 75% increase in fire damage costs. So overall, fires increased, but this is a broad category that includes things like apartment buildings and office buildings. The best we can do is take a look at the National Fire Protection Association. There were nearly 38,000 fires in industrial and manufacturing properties reported to a U.S. fire department from the years 2011 to 2015. Of these, more than 7,700 were structures like headquarters or facilities. Although no data is kept on fires that occur strictly at food processing plants, the National Fire Incident Reporting System gets us a little bit closer to the source of what we're looking for. In 2019, there were around 5,300 fires at manufacturing or processing plants, nearly 15 a day. In addition, more than 2,000 fires occurred in agricultural, grain and livestock and refrigerated storage facilities which could all include food processing operations. So talking about more than 20 so far this year pales in comparison to 15 a day that seems to be the normal standard. However, the fires we're talking about that have happened so far this year are pretty major, like leveling the entire facility at your Standard. The other facilities on this list of 20 or more food processing plant fires are similar either a total loss for part of the facility or completely incinerating the entire headquarters. That's what makes these fires so unique. They seem so massive and yet also completely ignored by mainstream media. So how do most manufacturing and agricultural fires start anyway? Well, here's a list of the top five ways that they're most likely to occur. First, we have combustible dust, followed by hot work, flammable liquids and gases, equipment and machinery, and finally, electrical hazards. Specifically though, combustible dust is one of the most common causes of fires. Consider this excerpt on this type of fire. Often overlooked and highly deadly, combustible dust is a major cause of fire in food manufacturing, woodworking, chemical manufacturing, metalworking, pharmaceuticals, and just about every other industry you can name. The reason is that just about everything, including food, dyes, chemicals, and metals, even materials that aren't fire risks in larger pieces, has the potential to be combustible in dust form and these explosions aren't easy to contain. In the typical incident, a small fire will result from combustible material coming into contact with an ignition source. Kind of like your Standard, the way their fire started with a bag of corn. But isn't that a really easy way to get a fire going? Sure seems like it. So let's say someone is going around, perhaps starting these fires with combustible dust-like products that might already be in the facility. Wouldn't that be easy to catch? A fire investigation can be hard to piece together. You're looking at burnt pieces of a building. For example, in an article about solving arson cases, a spokeswoman for the Asheville Fire Department pointed out why arson isn't an easy crime to solve. She said, quote, Arson is a covert offense often committed at night and with no eyewitnesses in order to be undetected. Physical evidence is often completely destroyed in the fire and therefore circumstantial by definition compared to a break-in or a homicide where there is physical evidence. Evidence has to be recreated from the ashes of the fire. She goes on to say that this means implicating a suspect is, quote, based on circumstantial evidence and a circumstantial chain of events. These factors, along with many others, makes it difficult to successfully investigate and prosecute arson. Often, there are suspects, but no proof to work with. And the statistics on arson investigations reflect this reality. Only around one in five arson cases are ever cleared from investigation. Even worse, arson cases only fetch a conviction rate of around 5 to 7 percent, making arson one of the most difficult types of crimes to solve and prosecute. So why am I telling you all this about arson investigations? Well, if arson is easy to accomplish and hard to catch, then doesn't it seem like the perfect crime for someone with nefarious intentions? So if someone is doing this on purpose, then what's their motive? Well, let's bring up everyone's favorite conspiracy theorist, Alex Jones. You've probably heard him talk about the World Economic Forum and how they push the idea of humans introducing bugs into their diet, mostly because it's better for the environment. Well, at least according to them. We know what supply chain disruptions are from the fallout of COVID, but now we might be seeing products not getting to stores, not because of a supply chain kink, but because there are no facilities around to ship products. And let's not forget Bill Gates. He's got his hands all over this pandemic. He loves being the predictor of what's coming. Let's take a look at what he's doing and not what he's just saying. He is buying up farmland like crazy. In fact, he is considered the largest private owner of farmland in the entire country, owning nearly 270,000 acres across dozens of states. Let's face it, the powers that be from people like Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum and Bill Gates want us to be living a very different life than the one we're living right now. Burning down facilities and shortening the food supply would create the perfect storm to push us towards their end goals. You can either eat bugs or whatever Bill Gates is growing on his farm. I think I'll stick with the bugs. Let's recap. Arson is possible, fairly easy to get away with, and burning down food distributors would be the ultimate way to push someone towards these globalist ideals. Okay, but seriously, could someone be so ruthless as to burn down food facilities? Could someone be so cold as to make people hungry for no reason? Besides, wouldn't our government stop it? Well, not really. Our government has done some pretty awful things to Americans just because they can. Remember Flint, Michigan? City officials knew what was going on, but it was better for them to cover it up. Meanwhile, dozens of people got sick and died because lead was in their water. Remember Monsanto, the company that has been embroiled in lawsuits for a potentially cancer-causing chemical called glyphosate, their harsh tactics of suing farmers just because, and the company's stranglehold on the government? Did you hear about the Food Safety Modernization Act? Obama signed FSMA into law in 2011. It created more regulations for farmers, making it harder and harder on them to make a living. Why? Well, you can figure it out for yourself in the nearly 1,300 pages of safety regulations. Ever hear about the California milk raids? They've had a troubled history of raiding and seizing, sometimes with SWAT teams, facilities and co-ops for selling a dangerous product. Thinking crack, heroin, or LSD? Nope, raw milk. We heard a buy on the back door. Uh, one of my workers, helpers, he went out and says, hey, there's a cop's out here. The police presented a warrant, so Jarrell let them in. They made me get out of the kitchen and I had to go sit over there on a chair and they searched me. They started walking around, they drew their guns and I'm like, why, why are you drawing guns? I didn't know what was going on, I mean it seemed like they thought we had cocaine in the papayas or something. Guns drawn is, is way beyond and above the call of duty. The raid on Rossum involved no less than five government agencies. The FDA, the Los Angeles Health Department, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office, and the California Department of Food and Agriculture. Did you know that the government has been paying farmers to not plant certain crops? Yep, they've been doing it for decades. It sounds idiotic to pay someone to not do something, but it's just another way the government exercises control over your food supply. And let's not forget one of the cruelest things our federal government has done in the modern era. In 1927, the Supreme Court ruled in an 8-to-1 decision that the states had the right to sterilize the mentally unfit. Before that tragedy ended, over 70,000 Americans were sterilized across 32 states, paid for with your tax dollars. And it was all given the AOK by, you guessed it, your government. Our government will mess with your crops, mess with your water, and then sterilize you. Why? Well, because they can. A government capable of raiding your milk purchases and sterilizing you is capable of conspiring to destroy the food supply in this country, or at least look the other way while someone else is doing it. Again, there is no one statistic I can point you to to say, look, fires are happening more and more. The statistics are just not that specific to food plants. So until there's some sort of independent investigation on this, we'll just have to accept what we're being told. But what we do know is that arson is hard to solve and even harder to get a conviction on. So wouldn't this make it the perfect way to destroy something, leaving no evidence behind? The hungrier that Americans get, the more likely they are to buy whatever it is that Bill Gates will be selling on his farmland, whether we want that food or not. I can't prove that the fire conspiracy is true, but then again, most conspiracies can't be proven because we the people never get the full story. The government and our media distorts the truth to the point we can't believe anything that we see or hear with our own eyes. It's kind of like the Clinton body count. I can't prove that they killed anybody, but I do find it suspicious that they've had dozens and dozens of friends die in outlandish and macabre, even garish, manners. And we should know that when the mainstream media starts to discredit it or debunk the theory, then we are just over the target. So as food starts getting more and more expensive and harder to come by, grab a can of beans, grab your treats, and don't let go. Seven days, six nights. Never-before-seen photos have surfaced of prisoners arriving at Guantanamo Bay. The detention center was opened shortly after 9-11 and held prisoners from our War on Terror, becoming synonymous with controversial torture tactics like waterboarding. At its peak, it held nearly 800 inmates. The only other pictures that we have of the prison came from WikiLeaks in 2011. Kids are starting to catch three times as many viruses inside their nasal passages as compared to pre-pandemic levels due to overzealous COVID policies. In fact, healthcare workers are expecting the spike in flu cases to remain throughout the summer. Associate Professor of Pediatrics at Yale, Thomas Murray, says that his team is seeing children with multiple common virus strains, something that used to be rare. Food giants Kraft Heinz, Tyson Foods, and McDonald's say they will be increasing prices due to rising costs of things like fuel, labor, and ingredients. Groceries have already skyrocketed nearly 12 percent since last year, while restaurant prices have jumped more than 7 percent. Overall, the consumer price index is up nearly 9 percent, making it the biggest year-over-year increase in more than 40 years. Suicidal airline pilots are fast becoming a major threat, according to calculations by Bloomberg. They note that, quote, if the China Eastern crash is confirmed as the latest such suicide, it will mean that deaths due to intentional acts have exceeded all other causes since the start of 2021. Ukraine might be the new Afghanistan. The Pentagon just announced it is preparing to arm Ukraine for the long term, saying we could be supporting them for up to another 20 years. Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks says they are still determining, quote, the kinds of both equipment, but also any kind of longer-term training and defense establishment efforts that they will need. <laughs> from Hill to House. The new gun control bill in Congress has scored the support of 10 Senate Republicans, a key step in getting the bill beyond the filibuster. Even Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is backing the legislation, saying that he is, quote, comfortable with the framework, and if the legislation ends up reflecting what the framework indicates, I'll be supportive. The FDA just approved the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for children aged six months to five years old. This means nearly 18 million children are now eligible. The Biden administration is gearing up for a big public education campaign to drive up vaccination rates among small children. The plan includes online partnerships and the creation of a speakers bureau of pediatricians and family physicians. They said what? Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made a doozy of a statement. During an interview, he said that using a gun for self-defense is not a right in Canada. Take a listen. But you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. If you try and buy a gun and you say it's for self-protection, no, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. You can get it for sport shooting. You can take it to the range. Uh, no problem, as long as you go through our rigorous background checks. <laughs> Pussies and Patriots. President Trump's social media platform, Truth Social, is now banning users who post about the January 6th hearings. Several users have posted their account suspension on Twitter. Truth Social claims to be, quote, America's big tent social media platform that encourages an open, free, and honest global conversation without discriminating on the basis of political ideology. If these account suspensions are true, then wow, what a shame. Whatever team is surrounding President Trump must be a group of complete and total pussies. Excuse me for interrupting. Do you realize this is a party line? Put on your waiters. we're about to dive deep into the swamp, the creatures that live in it, and their salacious shenanigans for this week's party line. We're having party line trouble. Representative Lauren Boebert has been hit with some scathing allegations. The Packfire fire Boebert has accused her of being an escort on a sugar daddy dating website. They also claim she's had two abortions. They also alleged that while working as an escort, one of her clients was a member of the Koch family. As a result, she used this to get her connected to and solicit a donation from Senator Ted Cruz. For a deep dive on these allegations, be sure to tune in to this week's broad thinking on the podcast. And now, numbers you need to know. 17 anti-abortion centers have been firebombed since the leak of the Supreme Court ruling that appears to overturn Roe v. Wade. <laughs> Thanks for watching Overnight Opinions. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.